Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, we all know that Lent is a penitential season, a time when Christians get in touch with their sinfulness, but Advent, too, has a penitential dimension. And, of course, this weekend we commence the season of Advent, the season of preparation for Christmas. The penitential dimension has to do with this. Christmas is the time when the Savior comes. To welcome the Savior properly, we must be in touch with the fact that we have something that we need to be saved from. If we think deep down everything is fine with us, we have a few superficial problems we can deal with on our own, then we don't need a Savior. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel, as the Advent song has it. Ransom captive Israel. Advent, to some degree, is a time when we get deeply in touch with the fact of our own captivity. We are unable to save ourselves, and that's why we are so grateful, so joyful when Christmas arrives, the Savior arrives. I've told you before about the connection between classical Christianity and the 12-step programs. Essential to the 12-step programs for someone who's addicted to a substance or addicted to some activity is to hit bottom and to realize you are unable on your own to deal with this problem. Only then do you turn your life over to a higher power. Well, in a certain way, that's the Advent-Christmas relationship. We become aware of the fact that we are addicted to sin, that we are held captive by it. Then we're able to welcome this higher power when he comes. So, where do we look? The first reading the church wants us to meditate upon on this New Year's Day. So keep in mind, Advent is the beginning of the new year liturgically. So the first reading, New Year's Day, is taken from the prophet Isaiah, the 63rd chapter, toward the very end of Isaiah. What it gives us is a beautiful meditation on sin. The biblical authors, you know, for the most part, aren't systematic. They're not philosophical writers. They're more poetic. Isaiah is a great poet. What he gives us now are a series of images, pictures of sin. Let's see if we can identify with any of them. Here's the first one. Why do you let us wander, O Lord, from your ways? Why do you let us wander from your ways? What a simple but penetrating picture. At the beginning of Dante's Divine Comedy, we have this line. Midway on the journey of our life, I awoke to find myself alone and lost in a dark wood, having wandered from the straight path. Up and down the centuries, from the Bible on, 
Spiritual writers talk about the path, finding the right road, knowing where to walk, knowing where we're going, what's the right direction. Do you know the feeling of really being lost? Let's say you're in your car, and you just get off the right road. You just get in the wrong neighborhood. You just start going the wrong way. Isn't there something, Christians, uniquely sinking about that feeling? Now, I've got a pretty good sense of direction. I don't get lost very often in the car. But once in a while, I've really gotten lost. And boy, there's something about the way that feels. It's terrible. It's terrible. Just turned around, befuddled, confused. You might be moving along at high speed and you're thinking, but I could be going precisely the opposite way I want to go. How frustrating that is. Now, transfer that feeling into the spiritual dimension. That's what it means to be a sinner. Fellow sinners now, that's what it means to be a sinner. Is we are lost We know roughly where we should be going. We we know roughly that we should be oriented to God, but we know that we're not on that road. Or even worse, somehow we intuit that we are racing in the opposite direction from God. That's what it means to be a sinner, what it feels like to be a sinner. What does Jesus call himself? The way. I am the way. Gosh, how liberating that is. You're lost in your car, and you finally have the the courage to pull into a gas station or you ask somebody, how do I get back to where I'm going? And they tell you, I know exactly how to get there. I know exactly where you want to go, and that's the road you want. That's the exit you want. I've got the direction. How grateful we are. Thank God for you. Or suddenly you're going along, and, and there's the sign. There's the sign you've been looking for. Oh, yeah, that's, there's the exit, and it tells me just where to go. How liberating and relieving that is. How the first Christians felt when Jesus said, I am the way. I personally am the way. To get in touch with how lost we are is so important to get ready for the one who called himself the way. Here's a second image now from Isaiah. Why do you let us harden our hearts that we fear you not? Why do you let us harden our hearts that we fear you not? The heart is a great, consistent biblical image. The core of the self. In fact, our word core comes from the Latin word core for heart. What lies behind all your emotions, all your passions, what lies behind all your thoughts and actions, this center of yourself, that's the heart. What does God want to do? God wants to get into that heart of yours. He wants to sink into it. Now listen. So that he now can become the ordering principle of your thoughts the ordering principle of your actions, the ordering principle of your passions and your desires and your will, everything in you. He wants to, Jeremiah puts it this way, he wants to plant his law in our hearts. Terrific image, isn't it? 
What's it like to be a sinner? It's to have a hard heart. A heart with a shell around it. A heart that's afraid, that's defensive, that's self-protective, and doesn't let God in. That's what it means to be a sinner. I'm lost, I've, I've lost my way, and my heart has got a crust on it. It's got a shell around it. God can't get in. Grace can't get in. Eternal life can't get in. And I'm, in my own smallness of soul, I am the operating principle of my life. How wonderful that Jesus comes as the one who lives in us who moves into our hearts and directs us from within. It's no longer I who live, says Paul, but Christ who lives in me. That means the hardness of Paul's heart has been broken through and Christ is living in him. That's what we're getting ready for as Christmas approaches. How about this third one now from Isaiah? Behold, you are angry and we are sinful. Behold, O Lord, you are angry and we are sinful. God's anger, consistent biblical theme. Don't deny it. Don't run from it. Don't pretend it's not there. It is. God's anger. What's he angry at? Sin. I've said to you before, I think, don't literalize this language as though God is a dysfunctional parent having fallen into an emotional snit. No, no. God's anger is God's passion to set things right. What's God angry at? Not so much sinners. God loves sinners. All the way down, all the way through, God loves sinners. But God hates sin. And he's angry at it. That means he's passionate to set it right. You know the image of someone who's been deep underground for a long time, let's say a miner who's been caught in the mine shaft. He's been there now for days and days, caught, trapped in the dark. And then he's suddenly liberated, and he's brought back up to the light. What don't you do? You don't allow that person to come directly out into the light because the light is is just a torture to him at that point. He's been in the dark for so long, the light's like a torture to him. He has to be gradually moved into the light. That's a metaphor for sin and the divine anger. God is love straight through. That's all God is. But when we've been living down in the dark quarters of our own self-absorption, God's bright light of love can strike us as a kind of torture. Do you know We've been away from it for so long that, that it, it shines in this, in this overwhelming way. That's God's anger. To get in touch with that, to get in touch with that deep alienation from God, prepares us for something. The Christ who comes is the Savior. The Christ who comes to mollify the divine anger. You see now what that symbolism means. Christ has come on the cross to deal with God's anger. That means on the cross he deals with our alienation from God. To feel this now is essential to getting ready for Christmas.
Just one more image. We've all become like withered leaves, and our guilt carries us away like the wind. Wow, terrific, isn't it? Withered leaves. When the leaf is on the branch, the leaf is on the vine, it's vibrant, it's green, it's, it's full of life and health. It can withstand the winds. But when the leaf falls away from the branch, it falls away from the vine, it very quickly just withers up. It's lost contact with its life source. Fellow sinners, to be a sinner is to have severed ourselves from the divine life source. That's what it means. I've cut myself off from the source of God's life. When I'm grafted onto that life, green and healthy, vibrant, and I can withstand even the toughest winds that come at me. But severed from it, my life just dries up. You know, even as I'm having great success in other areas of my life, I can still feel like a withered leaf. How wonderful now to get in touch with that image, to prepare yourself for something. For the Christ who said, I am the vine and you are the branches. I am the vine. I am the life source. I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. Until we realize how lifeless we are in sin, that image has very little power. But when we know in our bones that we're like withered leaves apart from God, until we know that, we won't appreciate the coming of the one who said, I am the life. I am the life. Friends, allow these Isaiah images to get into your soul as a preparation for the great day of Christmas. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.